Time for us to have our weekly check-in now on what is happening in the United States. And Reggie Giacchini, our Global News Washington correspondent, is with us. And Reggie, I know I say this every week. I feel like, oh, so much to talk about. But boy, oh boy, this week kind of takes the cake, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, yes. And then we'll say the same next week. <laughs> You're so right. Okay, let's start with the big one. Now, this big classified intelligence leak, how big was it? And tell me about this arrest that happened. So, look, this was likely the biggest, if not one of the biggest leaks uh, of classified intelligence uh, in the United States in at least the last decade, if not longer. But this is one of the most embarrassing for the United States. This was a 21-year-old member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard uh, who had just recently been promoted. He was taking pictures, according to people that he would talk to online, of information from within a secured facility on the uh, on the on the grounds. Uh, he would retype some of it. He would put it onto social media sites or uh, to to kind of discuss with his friends to kind of keep them in the loop, according to what they say. Uh, but these were secrets that talked about the war in Ukraine. They talked about United States surveillance on its allies, including South Korea and Israel. It talked about an uncorroborated Russian attack on a Canadian gas network. All of this uh, information that should have been kept under a complete lock and seal now out there in the public that the military, the White House, the administration is working to try and stop from circulating. Um, Reggie, how dumb was this guy? Like, did he really think they weren't going to come after him? Well, I mean, look, it's interesting in that the reason that this arrest happened so quickly yesterday is because a few hours before somebody from The New York Times had gone to the house to talk to the parents at the house and, and there was activity there. And that is what kind of spearheaded the initial um, arrival by FBI agents to conduct the arrest. So, I mean, look, whatever the reason is, we'll find out. The court appearance is happening uh, as we speak, uh, why the 21-year-old opted to do this. But according to the people within the group that they talked to online, uh, he was a, you know, a, a gun-loving patriot, but also anti-war. And this group of people kind of delving into conspiracy here, thinking, well, if these things are being kept secret, at least this is what they said, if they're being kept secret by the government, then, you know, that means that there are things that they're not telling the public. And, and that's kind of where it sounds like this was stemming from. Right. And yet that is their very, the nature of their very jobs. Okay. So there's definitely more to come on that one. Absolutely. There is. Uh, we'll get an update as to what happens with the court hearing. We'll also find out if there are potentially other pieces of classified information that may not have been published that are in his hands or were in his hands. Okay. I also, I want to ask you about the Tennessee situation because we touched on that last week as well, because there have been developments. So the two lawmakers who were expelled from the Tennessee state legislature are pretty much on their way back. Back uh, in the court, uh, rather, back into the state legislature uh, after having been removed by the Republican supermajority in the Tennessee State House. Uh, and now they have to kind of fight for their political lives again. They are reinstated. It is temporary because by elections need to be held. One of them is expected to uh, be widely voted back in. Uh, one of the other members who is from the Memphis area, uh, it's going to be a bit of a battle because Republicans have said in the Memphis case, at least, they may withhold funding to parts of uh, the region if they were to, you know, re-vote in, re-elect uh, one of the ousted members. So, I mean, there's a political battle that's being set up here once again. It is, again, raising questions uh, as to whether race is playing a significant hand here. But this is a moment that has caught national attention. The White House, the vice president, was uh, in Tennessee to speak to uh, a group. Um, 
and and we have to wait to see what the what the wider implications are going to be here, how the by elections are going to play out, but also how this may factor into the wider state elections the next time those come around as well. Oh boy, okay. And since we're on the those kind of issues here, let's talk about the public safety issues that have been so prominent as well. You've got two big stories on that front. The one from California. This was the founder of Cash App who was murdered, and there was all this talk about it being public safety issues and what's happened in San Francisco. And now police are saying, nope, it might have been something very different. Might have been something very different. And, you know, of course, Elon Musk had to weigh into this to try and bring this back to what he sees as some crime and safety issues on the street of San Francisco, which were met with immediate rebuke by the police and members of Bob Lee's family. But we're now hearing from police and investigators uh, in San Francisco that this may have been um, not as as random of an attack that had originally been reported, that it was from a person that Bob Lee knew from the IT world. They're not going any further into what the potential connection between these two men might be, but it kind of takes away from that statement that tried to turn this into something far more political that we've really seen kind of scattered around the U.S., especially in Democratic cities where, uh, or at least blue cities, where violence on the streets has started to increase over the last couple of months, if not the last couple of years. But the investigation now pointing to something that could be far different than what the mm-hmm. initial uh, uh, bits of, of, of surveillance video had shown, uh, again, is raising more questions than there are answers. Okay, there's that. And then there's this mass bank shooting that happened in Louisville, Kentucky, too. What are we learning about that? Well, look, a mass bank shooting uh, from somebody who had purchased the gun just a few days before this took place. Six people were killed. Uh, it's, it's interesting, too, because Kentucky is uh, a deep red state in the middle of America, but it also has a Democratic governor uh, who lost friends uh, in this shooting. Uh, and there is now a push once again to try and get uh, something done to stem uh, the, the, the flow of, of guns into the state. Look in Tennessee, the Republican governor there actually put some some new restrictions in place following the school shooting uh, in Nashville. Uh, Kentucky now trying to grapple with the fact that, again, you had somebody who the family has now come out to say was suffering from uh, a mental health crisis. How this person was able to get a gun? Is this going to increase that call for red flag laws? But again, this is just another of another of another shooting. And oftentimes the conversations kind of get lost along with the solutions. Oh, boy. Okay. And of course, we can't leave you this week, Reggie, without asking you what the latest is on former President Donald Trump. Uh, Well, he was in court uh, once again, not linked to a federal case. He was in court in New York City yesterday to be deposed by New York Attorney General Letitia James. This all goes back to issues surrounding uh, Trump's business practices and fraud and allegations about um, misrepresenting the value of real estate properties. This is something that the former president during his last deposition pleaded the Fifth Amendment to more than 400 times. He actually answered a few more questions this time around, but it is just one of obviously as we know several cases the former president is facing. The biggest and most pressing one still remains the issue in Mar-a-Lago with the classified documents. Uh, We know that members of his former intelligence community were uh, testifying to a grand jury yesterday. We don't know what was said. And just last night on one of the networks, uh, the former attorney general Bill Barr was saying that this could be the case that ultimately leads to a federal indictment of Donald Trump. Well, guess what? I think we'll be talking about that next week when we get this update. So, Reggie, thank you very much for that. Thank That is Reggie Giacchini, our Global News Washington correspondent with our weekly check-in with everything that's happening in the United States. And honestly, we just kind of scratch the surface when we're doing that, right? There's always a lot to talk about.